Hi, I'm Taylor. And I'm Maddie. And it's time for another episode of Sisters Who Posh. We are two sisters who love thrifting. And have been reselling online for the past few years. We are sharing all of our best tips and tricks along the way. As well as setting goals and updating our progress each week. With brand new episodes every Tuesday. Hello, hello. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Sisters Who Posh. This week, we will be talking about goal setting for our reselling businesses. Yes, we talked about this in last week's episode, how we wanted to take a more realistic and analytics-based approach to setting goals going forward, and this episode's going to be all about how we're going to do that. But before we get into that... How's it going this week? Well, it's going as good as it can be, I guess. (laughs) Oh boy, here we go. (laughs) All things considered. I had a bit of a heartbreaker this week. So I had made a really exciting sale last week. I sold this vintage 90s Vera Wang 100% silk wedding dress that I've probably had for like six months. It's like so pretty and so like, I feel like on trend for all the like I don't know like the weddings I'm seeing that are like trending now it's like very like that like 90s kind of like vintagey style and yeah the dress totally fit the bill for that so someone sent me an offer for 300 so I sold it last week and nice. it arrived okay and it's a vintage dress so I, I checked over the condition what I thought was a pretty good job of checking it over and Actually, like our sister Macy, she had done a pageant a while ago and we were having some issues with her, her formal dress. And for a little bit, she was almost going to wear this Vera Wang dress, like as her like formal ball gown attire. Yeah. So it wasn't like in good condition, like no flaws to the outside, like nothing going on. And yeah, I, it delivered and instantly I had a case opened and they sent pictures that I guess all part of the inside seam was like coming undone a little bit but it was just so sad because like even in her comment she's like I tried it on like it fit perfectly no flaws to the outside but when I took it off that's when the problems began and sent these pictures that she was like I'm a seamstress like da 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 so that was heartbreaking so it got the case got approved by Poshmark I tried to like I normally don't even respond to cases but in this case I was like oh like glad to hear it fit well and like you liked it it is vintage like I checked over condition like sorry if I missed something and yeah so it got returned to me today unfortunately sad (laughs) listings (laughs) back live (laughs) yeah I relisted it before it even arrived back here and yeah so I'll have to see about the the seams on the inside um I just find yeah. that so hard to believe because I'm like, I swear I looked at everything and it was in really good condition, but yeah, you never know. It'll I sell mean, again. It'll sell again. Yeah. It's really pretty. It'll definitely sell again. I feel like that would be something maybe for like Depop too, just since it's like vintage. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. It, it, it had like a lot of likes before it sold this time. So I think it'll, it will sell again. It's just a matter of what if I have to wait another six months or what. We'll see. Yeah. okay I had like another update this is not really reselling related but kind of well actually it's not at all but um okay so lately when I've been going thrifting for some reason I'm like get this craving that I need to go to subway before I go thrifting which I know you and I both love subway but I feel like it's kind of embarrassing to love Subway. Like, I feel like it's not the popular. <laughs> you don't think so? No, Subway is so good, and it's always like five dollars. <laughs> like, if okay, that's like what Subway, I think. We need to do a poll because, like, in my opinion, like Subway is like healthy. Like, what's that to like? Okay, it's all like vegetables. That's, that's what I thought, and like we always went to Subway like growing up, and like I love subway like i go to subway like once a week so am i supposed to be like embarrassed about that like (laughs) i think we're supposed to be embarrassed from from what i'm seeing i've i've been i've been being served this um content lately that like people are like oh subway like gross no one likes subway and i'm like 
what yeah and that like people only like like jimmy johnson jersey mics and if you're gonna get a sub why would you ever go to subway it's gross uh because it's like that's so close to my house and there's one every like in every town in america (laughs) yeah yeah exactly but anyway so i've been going to subway and like questioning my life choices if i should be embarrassed but i'm not gonna stop because i love going to subway yeah but okay the other day i walk into subway and I didn't really notice at first, but, like, there's this very, like, carnival-y music playing okay. when I walked in, which is a little odd, but I, I wasn't really thinking much of it. I was just there to get my sub. And I'm, like, ordering, and then the the there's, like, there's, like, two workers. So, did you hear that beep? Sorry. Yeah, it's okay. Okay, so there's two workers working, and one... <laughs> Like, okay, I related with her because I was her, but she seemed like a little weird, like a little theater kid energy, a little quirky. Okay. And then the other guy working seemed like really cool and like kind of just like not here for this theater kid energy, if that makes sense. Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there seemed to be like a power play going on. Like she was like maybe like the crew leader of the shift and he was like just started yesterday or something. And he was like yo what are we listening to and she was like oh it's a mary poppins soundtrack (laughs) (laughs) and then like after she said that i just it just really clicked that we were listening to the mary poppins soundtrack it was on so loud and it was like some instrumental part of the soundtrack where it was like it was like crazy sounding and this poor kid that it was probably just probably just got this job at subway and he's like stuck working with this weird girl for like the whole shift it was like a lot going on and then the people behind me started coming in they were like what are we listening to and then she was like kept, kept telling people to the very pop and soundtrack and everyone was kind of having the same reaction of just being like oh cool and then i got to check out and she was like ringing me up and she's like hey is the music too loud and i was like oh like I don't really know what to say. So I was like, I think it's fine. Of course. You just were like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> like, not my circus, not my monkeys. Like, I'm not dealing with this. Yeah, yeah. Feedback about the Mary Poppins soundtrack. Plus, I like I said, I related with her. That's something yeah. I probably would have pulled back right. in the day. On the way home, did you turn on the Mary Poppins soundtrack? I did not. I just walked out. <laughs> it was like very dreamlike, very weird. And then as I walked out the door, she was like explaining to the cool coworker. She's like, Oh, like it would sound better, but like the trouble, the treble on this system is too high. Mm. That's why it sounds so tinny. <laughs> I don't know. It's very weird. <laughs> I just wanted to share. Okay, now that you bring that up, I had a really weird experience with music recently too. I was at Plato's on Friday evening. It was like at like six o'clock, and it was like busy because yeah. I don't know. A lot of people probably just got done with work and. It was really busy in there and I walk in and the music is like louder than normal. And I feel like Plato's is like a normal store where they have like a set playlist for a while and then they get like a new one. Yeah. Like and it's like you go if you go in there like pretty frequently, it's like the same songs like over and over again. Yeah. Like any other store. But like the music was like so explicit. <laughs> and like <laughs> it was not on the clean versions at all. And it was clearly like people's like someone just like had their phone plugged in because like people would like skip in the middle of a song you know what I mean like it and then there would be like dead air it was insane like it, I was like fine with it like whatever I was like this is a different vibe than it normally is but like whatever yeah. but like, then you weren't like, offended you were just, yeah like, interesting I was choice just, like okay like not what I was expecting but and then it was like louder than normal and then there was like families there it was it was awkward I don't know what was going on (laughs) I don't know what's going on with the music this week but (laughs) oh my gosh it was funny yeah you can always tell when it's like dealer's choice with the workers yeah because they didn't even have like a playlist set up it was clearly like someone like played like one song and then there would be like (laughs) dead air yeah (laughs) someone else would play a song but yeah that is this is kind of reminding me this is why i was feeling um sympathy for that mary poppins girl yeah um like when i worked i worked at family video for a while yeah in like college which if you don't know is like a it's basically like blockbuster after blockbuster when people were starting to stream but that's like you could go rent movies there still 
I don't know. And when you worked there, you could like pick a movie that would be like playing on the TVs while you were while you were there. Like you would just like the workers would get to pick a there was like a few rules. Like it either had to be like of a list on the list of these new releases or it had to be like under PG rating, I think. So it's like we would get sick of watching the approved new releases a lot. So when, when I was working, I started getting way too confident and I started putting on like Mary Kate Nashley movies, which I do stand by because they were good. But I could see some of my cool coworkers were probably like not loving that choice. So I related <laughs> with that girl. Oh, yeah. I remember going to visit you and you'd have like high school musical, like, oh, like, yeah, 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 going, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. A lot of Disney Channel movies. Like, yeah. well, it's like they have to be under PG. So you're kind of pigeonholed that you're going to have to pick something. Right. Family you friendly. Know, family friendly. And if you're thinking family friendly, like I'm thinking DCOMs or MKA. Might as well. But where it went too far, I think, is when you start putting on the like, you're invited, Mary Kate Ashley. <laughs> yeah. Because that's Mary Poppins energy. I might have even put on Mary Poppins once or twice. So I really have <laughs> no like to stand up. <laughs> that's hilarious. I just felt the need to share that. I don't know. Like, it just seems weird if I'm the only one that had to experience the Mary Poppins at Subway. I needed people Got to know. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> but what's new with you this week? Anything? <laughs> <laughs> well, I went to Plato's Closet. I've been going more regularly lately. And I guess to back up, last week I was in Phoenix. And we left on, like, a Sunday. And... Like the Friday or Saturday before that, I went to Plato's Closet and I had the 20% off coupon. And like, I don't know what was happening, but I had like an amazing haul. I took a picture of all the stuff and like put it on my Instagram. I was so pumped. I found like two pairs of a Goldie jeans, a pair of a Goldie jean shorts, Alice and Olivia jeans, like yeah. all these things that I normally do not Like find. what you want. Yeah. Find. I'm like, this is crazy. And I had the coupon and like- Again, like the stuff was marked like all over the place where it was like really good deals. Yeah. So I was super pumped about that. And it was like, I think it was the day before we were going to leave. And I was so like on the fence of what to do because I knew I had to turn my closet off for a few days because if something sold like the first day we were gone, it would have been too many days before it would be like canceled by Poshmark and there was and we were driving to Phoenix and there was like a moment where I was gonna bring like all of my Poshmark closet Mm. in the car with me like in the off chance that like one pair of Goldies sold the first day I was gone because I was just like so excited to list them and like potentially make the sale yeah then I got like now I'm saying it I'm like I should have just done that (laughs) But I, I talked myself down. I was like, that is a little over the top. Because I'd have to bring, like, all of my Poshmark closet. Because, like, what if I left it on and then something, like, really old had sold that I didn't bring with, you know? So then I was like, okay, that's a little over the top. I'm not going to do that. And then I actually turned my closet on vacation mode for a couple days, which was the first time in a long time and kind of, kind of nice. Like, just taking a couple days off, not thinking about it. But... I like listed or I did the dropping soon for all of the stuff when I was in the car just as like the passenger and that was exciting I'd never do the dropping soon feature but so then like when we got far enough into the trip the stuff just like automatically dropped and I sold three pairs of jeans each for a hundred dollars like from that haul while we were on the trip which was like so exciting and so fun. Like I was so excited to go home to like package them up and get them going. But yeah, it really like turned my mindset and really my July month around. Like my graph of the sales for each day of the month of July is hilarious. It's like really bad (laughs) the whole month. And then like the last couple days when that stuff dropped, I'd say like half of, I got like 20 things and like half of them have already sold, which is like really exciting. But the last few days of the month were like really well and like helped my month be a little bit better (laughs) overall. Yeah. Um, But yeah, that was super exciting to find some of those brands at Play-Doh's. Oh my gosh. I know. I was so jealous when I saw everything you got. It was like such good stuff. Yeah, it was awesome. 
I want to do that more regularly. I used to do that like every time I have like a haul, I would take a photograph of like all of the stuff just like laying out and not really like that great, <laughs> great of like a flat lay <laughs> if I'm being totally honest, like it's not that great. But like for my own like enjoyment, it's so fun to look back on those and kind of like yeah. check off the things that sell. And it's like helpful for my own. It's sourcing. kind of inventory management. Like, yeah. To see when you got things. Yeah. So I did that again. I definitely want to keep doing that. Amazing. All right. So that brings us to the main event today, which is goal setting. So if you've listened to our podcast before, typically we set goals at the beginning of every month and have like one more like sales related goal and then one non-monetary goal sometimes just like a task we want to get done during the month that's been hanging over our head for a while and we wanted to kind of reassess how we're setting these goals now that we have been reselling online for a couple years now and have all this data from you know, the past couple of years of how each month has gone, we wanted to kind of reconsider some factors to think about when we're setting our goals each month. Yes. So over the last couple of years, what we've really done is we've based, we've really made our goals more just like month to month based on the previous month and always trying to outdo ourselves a little bit. So like if Maddie's goal was like $500 one month, the next month it would be like $600 or same for me. And just kind of taking like what we knew we had a record of making in the past and then just kind of at random adding a little, little sugar to the fun on top of it. (laughs) So that has worked for a long time. And I think especially when you're just getting started, you're not sure exactly like, I don't know. It's like, it's a good way to set goals to like show yourself you can do it and then kind of one up yourself every time. Yeah. And we've kind of gotten to a spot now where we've been doing it a couple years and we want to start factoring in more like the year over year selling and project our goals in that way. And one thing we've talked about with that too, when we were writing this outline is, you know, there comes a point in any business where a lot of times you're focused more on like scaling up. And then maybe once you start hitting a mark that you're comfortable with, then it becomes focused more on maintaining that and what that kind of looks like for each of us in our businesses. Definitely. Yeah. I think at the beginning when we started reselling and like started the podcast, our closets were growing so much just because we started with literally like no listings. So like going from like 20 listings to like a hundred listings is like such a huge jump. So like, yes, our goals naturally were like, Oh, and like I was able to hit this number. Now I'm going to be able to hit that plus $200 or something. Like it really made sense. But like, I know for me personally, my closet size is pretty comparable to where it was last year. Mm -hmm. So like for me to keep having these goals to like increase the, the monthly sales unless I was really changing the type of items I was listing or like making some other major changes, it's just like not that realistic. And like from my whole life perspective, it's like, this is like a side business for me. And like, I'm not really looking to like, obviously like if I had a really good sales month, like that would be amazing and like more than welcomed, but yeah, it's not exactly what I want for my closet to be having like, you know, really increasing my listings dramatically at this point to be able to like hit the next sales goal. So I guess my sales goal needs to like reflect that where I feel like sometimes it doesn't reflect that where it's just like, oh, my best month ever was, you know, this amount. So I'm going to be able to beat that now, just like (laughs) kind of pulling that out. Without changing the other metrics and just, and even stepping back to realize if like you are even able to manage the amount of inventory it would take to increase right more. Yeah. I think about that a lot with like, especially for reselling, a lot of people use it as like a side hustle. I think of, you know, people like you that have a full-time job. That's obviously your priority over reselling. And yeah, like it's not going to be possible for you to necessarily manage a whole bunch of extra inventory like you probably could but it's like do you want to do that or do you want to be able to 
have your full-time job, have a side hustle, and then still have like a really good work-life balance of having free time on top of that too. Right. Like all a balance for everyone. And then I think about people like our younger sisters um, have dabbled a little bit in reselling our sisters, Macy and Chloe, especially. And like for them, like their full-time thing is like there are students in school and they're doing a little reselling on the side where maybe their goal is to make an extra hundred dollars, $200 a month. That's like extra gas money that they can. Right. And maybe a, a good goal would be just hitting that same like mark every month and figuring out a way for them to do that. Like I, I think our sister Chloe, especially we've talked about in the last year has gotten really into reading. So she could honestly probably make a whole reselling business just off flipping books at the thrift store, which I know she thrifts for books for herself to read anyway. And while she's there, she could probably pick up, you know, I'm going to pick up yeah. 10 books a month that I could flip for a hundred dollars total profit. And like, maybe that's a more realistic goal and reselling hustle for her at this time in her life. You know what I mean? Definitely. Rather than like putting the pressure on like, Oh, I made $200 this month. Well, now I need to up it next month. And it's like, maybe, maybe that's what she wants to do, but maybe not. And that's okay. Like, it's okay to have a goal. That's not like your big, your best month ever, every single month or like yeah. some flashy number or something. It's really figuring out what's going to work for you. Yeah. Cause a lot of people that, you know, might be just looking for a side hustle to bring in an extra X amount of dollars per month. It's like, if you could just start hitting that regularly, a lot of people would be really excited about that. And that is like a successful side hustle. If you're bringing in, right. you Consistently, know, yeah. this extra income that you kind of know you can count on and figuring out a way to always do that. That's a huge success. Yeah, definitely. Whereas, so like I quit my full-time job to focus on my reselling business. So over the last year, my focus has been scaling up to like replacing and hopefully exceeding that income from doing that. Right. So I feel like I'm kind of more in like the scaling phase mindset still, but I also still want to be able to do that in a smarter way. And that's based on like the seasonality and like my actual analytics year over year. So I'm not like just setting myself up for disappointment to be like, okay, I just need to be one-upping myself every month. Yeah. Maybe it wouldn't look that straight of a trajectory where it's just like always going up every month. Right. Yeah. I think that's good for everyone too. Like whichever phase you're in having like really sitting down and figuring out what the goal for you should be and like making it attainable for you is going to help you out way more than just setting like a goal because like someone else did or because you feel like you need to increase it every month. Like that's a such an easy way, like from experience to get like burned out and not be motivated to be doing reselling. You got to kind of figure out what your plan is. Right. It's, kind of, it's exciting when you start making more and more money, but you want to step back and realize like, okay, what's my actual goal with this? And then are my monthly goals that I'm making like in line with that? Yeah. So some of the factors we are going to consider while we're making our goals are looking at last year's sales kind of on like a season basis. So for setting our fall goals here, we're looking at our August, September, October 2021 sales numbers and considering those when making our goals. So historically fall has been a really good season for reselling for us. So we're very excited about that, but we definitely want that to be reflected in our goals, especially coming off of July, which was not as great of a month for us. Mm -hmm. We want to have some like maybe larger goals than what we made in July, which can be scary because like if July wasn't that great to set like a big goal, but it's nice having the data there from last year and the year before, however long you've been reselling to kind of back up your goal and make you more confident in it. Definitely. So one thing we did is we're kind of looking, we're trying to step back from just doing the month to month goals and looking kind of ahead the next three months at like a quarterly goal. So looking at August, September, and October together, one thing that we did is look at the breakdown of what our total sales were for that, for those three months last year. 
and how that kind of fell between the three months. So that way, then we can decide if we're trying to like up our goal for that season this year, or if we're trying to just comp it and how that should kind of fall out for us. Definitely. So like looking at those three months, August was actually the highest month for me for like the fall months, which is really exciting now that we're in August. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Yours were kind of like across the board, pretty, pretty similar. Yeah. So mine, mine for the next three months, my biggest month was actually in October, which surprised me because August was a good month for me last year too. But I think last year around this time is really when I started scaling my business from having like 300 active items in my closet to more like 500 to 600 active items. So that makes sense that it would kind of continue scaling. So you have to take that into account too. But over the next three months, um, August and September did about like 30% each. They were like a percent or two off from each other, but basically 30%. And then October had that extra 10% on it. So that was like 40% of the next three months. So just kind of interesting to keep in mind. And when I'm able to look back on these next three months after they're over, seeing if it fell out in a similar way to that, even scaling. Yeah. Yeah. And the reason why we're looking at like fall altogether is because like the type of items that'll sell during fall, those, those months will likely have similar sales, like mostly jeans and sweaters and jackets selling during that period. So that's why we're looking at that period altogether. And like next year, like the summer months, we'll look at those all together because we'll sell a lot of like sundresses and shorts and stuff like that. So that's kind of the thought process behind that. Definitely. So one thing we like to think about too is what kind of sourcing we were doing last year and what our plan is going to be for this year and how is there going to be any differences there. And also like within this, like any other obstacles or things from last year that we want to keep in mind with why the sales might have been the way they are. Right. Definitely. Yeah. September was my lowest out of the three months last year. And I was like thinking about it and I was like, oh, I took a trip, like a week long trip (laughs) in September last year. So like, I think it probably should be a little more comparable to the other two. So I'm not expecting to see like a big dip this year, like I did last year, but that's just something to keep in mind when you're looking at your prior year sales. One thing that came to mind for me, because I was looking at, I'm like, why did October spike up so much more than the other two months? And I remembered that last year from a sourcing standpoint, I got really into going to the bins, Mm. like towards the end of September. And I think in October, maybe like one or two outliers, but I think I was only sourcing at the bins for the month of October. Yeah, I remember that. I was able to get a lot more inventory kind of all at once. That was when I was trying to get my active listings up. And then you kind of see that reflected in my sales. So I have kind of, maybe it's just like a seasonal thing for me, but I have been feeling like the itch to get back to the bins again after taking a few months where I really haven't gone to the bins probably since like April. Yeah. And maybe it's just like in the fall, I'm just like, I got to get to the bins. Just ready. Yeah. Good strategy because a lot of the things I was selling last year that did well for me were like oversized jackets, oversized sweaters, um, kind of like vintagey nineties Chessie from Parent Trap vibes. Yeah, and that you can find at the bins for like a heck of a deal. So definitely something I probably will want to do again. Or even like vintage men's jeans that I was selling as like women's straight legs or like loose fit Levi's that kind of thing. Maybe just with my own what I'm seeing at the Arizona bins, but it seems like I'm you're it's so much more like fall and winter stuff than summery stuff here. Which might just yeah. be because it's hot here. So maybe that's the stuff that ends up getting <laughs> just doesn't settle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's like what ends up at the bins. I don't know. I've never really thought about it before, but in my mind, that makes sense. Interesting. Yeah. I think I do want to get back to the bins a little bit. Yeah. I know. I'm trying to think of my sourcing last fall to what I'm kind of planning to do this fall. And I think I was pretty strict on the Play Dohs at that point of the year, which I'm kind of falling back into that. <laughs> rabbit hole again of going to Play-Dohs every week which is not bad but I do want to get at least once a month bins trip in uh during the fall here 
to kind of help my listings get up. And like you said, kind of find some of those vintage items that I'm easier, like have an easier time spotting at the bins than maybe some other vintage styles in other seasons. So that's something I'm going to keep in mind is like my sales last year, a lot of them I was paying like Plato's prices for. So if I, you know, some like better brands. So if I'm going to the bins more this time around, there might be some like hopefully more sales, but like maybe lower uh, sales price potentially. Yeah, I know. I was thinking too, like at my own sales from the last two years actually how it's kind of worked is like I was kind of consistently hitting a number throughout the year and then when I decide I want to like scale up it has kind of been in the fall for me Hmm. where I take where I take my active listings like to the next level yeah to the next level so it's like when I look at 2021 like earlier in the year I was hitting like 1500 to maybe like 2500 dollars a month all that year. And then last fall is when I really upped my active listings and started hitting more like 4,000 plus the last like six months per month, you know? Right. So it's like, oh my gosh, I need to do that again this year. And maybe I could be making like six to 7,000 per month if I get those active listings up again. So maybe the bins is the way to go. Yeah. Love it. And then also with the considering obstacles, obviously we're thinking about what we have going on in the next three months of like trips or, you know, for me, like work obligations or family things or other things that you might have going on birthdays or something that would take you away from your reselling and factoring that in. So like, if I had like a big trip, like two week trip this year, and I didn't have one last year, I'd probably like, okay, I'm not going to be able to like make the same number as last year without like adding something major (laughs) to be able to get there, (laughs) you know? Yeah. So just kind of looking at the big picture, zooming back from just reselling. Definitely. Something also to consider is other platforms. So Poshmark is definitely our main platform that we use for reselling, but we are on other platforms, Mercari, Facebook Marketplace, Depop, some of those and considering how active you're going to be on those other platforms and how active you were in the prior year for those certain months as well. So I'm thinking about you with your like home goods sale. I don't remember when that was, but there was a few months where you were like really into that and like you were finding really good stuff and like that just comes and goes of finding good stuff, but like that can really help your sales. I know I've had some like good months on Mercari too. That's really helped my sales too. So just making sure you're thinking of those other platforms when you're setting your goals as well. I feel like it's easy for us to just look at like the Poshmark stats, but sometimes that's not, sometimes that is the whole picture because we don't really do a lot on other apps, but sometimes it's not. Yeah. I think that's like where it comes into play too, where if you can have better bookkeeping (laughs) to look at like the whole picture month to month, which we both have, like, we've talked about our, we did a full episode on, like, our financial stuff. And, but when we write our episodes, a lot of times we're guilty of just, like, looking at the Closet Insights on Poshmark just because it's so convenient. And it is right. our main, main girl making us, it's a pretty good representation of what we're making month to month because we don't make a ton outside of other apps. Yeah. But, yeah, that's where... It, it is good to know where you did have a phase of, you know, maybe higher Mercari sales, higher Depop sales, or if you got on a new app altogether, if something crazy was going on there. And like, yeah, I have gone through like furniture phases and right. that's that I keep track of in my like actual spreadsheet. But a lot of times we're guilty of just checking the closet insights on Poshmark and thinking that's like a really full picture of our reselling business, even though it's not. Another thing to consider is how much you have been scaling your business in the last year. So for some people using last year's fall numbers as a guidepost is going to be pretty, pretty good measurement. Like for me, my closet hasn't grown that much. I'm sourcing pretty much the same kind of items. I mean, unless I keep finding a Goldie's like this, then like (laughs) the sky's (laughs) the limit. (laughs) Well, I mean, no one's ever going to be mad if you make more than your goal. Like you were saying, it's just like good to have a realistic goal that like 
you know you can make with the with the tools you normally have at your dispense and if you go above that like excellent but yes you don't need to plan for that yes but if you are scaling your business a lot you'll want to compare like last august to this July or like this June or May or whatever. And it's like, if August last year was your best month, but this year you've like beat that number multiple times, then you'll want to increase from what your last August was. If you were able to follow that, (laughs) might need to write it down. (laughs) Yes. But like, you can't just take last year at face value if you have been making all these changes and have seen big increases since then. Yeah. And that's what we talked about during the summer uh, slowdown episode we did two weeks ago, where it's good to know like where the lulls in the year are and where those peaks are, where you can like maximize. Cause honestly, like, let's say someone is looking at their year. Let's just keep it easy. Let's say they made $10,000 last year and they want to make $12,000 this year. You could honestly figure that out where it's like you're mostly just comping all the months from last year. And then like during your two highest months, you try to drive like an extra thousand dollars this month and an extra thousand dollars that month. And then for the year, you're up the amount you want it to be. But it's not necessarily being like a little bit more every single month. Right. Exactly. One thing we talked about too is how can we make like a reward system for ourselves if we are achieving our goals? Because- Sometimes giving yourself that little extra incentive can be super motivating to hit your goals for a certain month. Definitely. I just thought of a reward for myself that I want to do. If I hit my goal for a month, I want to give myself like $20 or like $30 or something. And like while I'm sourcing, that's money that I can spend on like clothes for myself and not have to justify like, oh, I'm going to list it and wear it until it sells or like, oh, you know what I mean? Have those yeah, weird, little like, shopping. yeah, a little like shopping money that I can just like, I mean, obviously that's not like a ton of money or something, but like, just like kind of keep it in the reselling vein, but like a little yeah, reward or- for yourself. Or even being like, I'm going to pick up three items for myself that I'm going to keep. Like yeah, something like that. Exactly. Um, that's amazing. I I did something, this is more for like personal, but in the beginning of this year in like February, I was like, oh, I want to like start moving my body a little more every week. Because I, I really, yeah. especially working from home, going from working like at the mall in a store where I was literally walking steps like all over the place. I was just feeling like, sometimes working from home, it's really easy to like, not walk Mm -hmm. that much so I was just trying to encourage myself to like get outside it was such nice weather here in Phoenix that time too that I'm like I want to like just even for my mental health just get my body moving yeah a couple times a week so I had seen a TikTok actually that had like a reward system that someone had made for themselves and I like loved the idea of it because it was like okay so if I if I even like get outside and go for like a a long walk or go for a little jog X amount of times per week. Then at the end of two weeks, I'll allow myself to buy, it doesn't even have to be anything big. It was like a $20 pair of shorts from like Amazon, a dupe of like the free people workout shorts or something like that. And then if you do it for four weeks, then maybe you can buy yourself like a workout set from Amazon. And then I think if they did it for eight weeks, theirs was like getting a pair of like actual like lululemon shorts or something like that and i love the idea of that where it was like kind of like going up in increments the longer you stuck with it and for me i'm someone that can be kind of guilty of being like okay i want to start working out so i'm going to go on amazon and buy like three new workout outfits before i even get started right and then it's like i fall off (laughs) yeah after a week so this was like a good way to be like, no, like I have like running shorts that will work for two weeks and then I can buy myself like one new pair of running shorts. And for me, I just kept buying this, the running shorts like every two weeks I did it because they were only like $16.99 or something on yeah. Amazon, Amazon Prime. And now I have like four colors of them. And that kind of got me started for the year where like I've gone through phases where I've been like more consistent and less consistent. Like when we're right. in the hospital, I definitely fell off for a little while, but 
it was motivating enough for me to just have like a little reward. Um, yeah. To get Definitely. back going with it. So something like that for reselling to be like, okay, if I hit my weekly goal this week, I'm going to get a coffee on Friday, whatever I want. Something small. Yeah. And it's like, maybe you would have kind of done that anyway, but like make exactly. it exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but then you give yourself the free pass to do it and you can kind of sit in the reward a little bit. I love that. I feel like when we do our goals updates now, we should say what our goal is. Uh, a reward is yes kind of make it more full circle and then another tip for goal setting is just to make sure you're checking in on those goals we recommend checking in weekly that's what we do on our in our episodes and it's really helpful to keep you like in the goals i think now since we're going to look at it from more of like a season standpoint it will be interesting to check in with the goal of how we're doing overall for the whole season. So if your goal for the whole season was like a thousand dollars, like how, how are you progressing towards that overarching goal? But that kind of comes with like a tipping point where you don't want to be checking in with the goals like too often where you're like driving yourself crazy to see if you're going to like hit the number or not, where we've definitely fallen, you know, we've definitely done that where it's like the first day of the month and you make a good sale and you're trying to check of like if you kept making that much every day how much you would make for the whole month yeah i'm like oh and this is easily going to be a fifty thousand dollar month yeah. like, based on how this is going like there's no issue <laughs> and it's like it just i don't see any obstacles failure. that could get in my way yeah because then like the next day you don't have any sales and then you're like doing the math again and it's like cut in half like not good <laughs> it's like just yeah. bumming you out so I think maybe just picking a day like every Sunday or whatever you're just gonna like checking in your goals and like if you have them written down maybe just make some notes right on there of how it's going and just take a moment to look at it and then just like figure out what you're gonna do that week to make make it happen and then you know, not dwell on it too much, which is sometimes easier said than done. That's why I think it's really good too to have like the overarching sales goal for the month or quarter or wherever, even the week, whatever you're doing with yeah. that. And then within that, having like one or two action goals that like if you do them will help you meet your sales goal. But they're also things that like, even if you don't make your sales goal, like they would help your business in the long run to do or just help you getting in a better routine or whatever it might be. So like, I know in the past, like we've said like, oh, it's our goal to like work at a coffee shop this week for yeah X amount of hours. And it's like, yeah, maybe that doesn't necessarily tie to a sales goal. But if we have, if we set a really intentional like task that we want to do when we're there, whether it be like, I'm going to relist these items or I'm going to cross list these items to another platform for two hours at a coffee shop. It's like, that will help your sales. And that's something that like you can, check off a to-do list. I did it or I didn't do it. And checking in on those goals weekly can kind of help keep you motivated too. So you're not, not necessarily like just monitoring your sales every day and like feeling bad if you don't hit sales. Definitely. You have like some goals that you can like just check in and it's totally in your control whether you hit it or not. Right. Yeah. So some examples of goals like that, that we've had in the past is like re-photography goals, or like modeling picture goals of how many pictures you can take with like modeling pictures as the cover photo, making thank you cards. I feel like is a goal we have every yes. like three months. When we I need out. that goal right now, to be honest. I'm <laughs> Mine's <out>. dwindling. <laughs> ASP goals. So average sales price goals. So if you're starting to try to look for different brands or like types of items you could have a goal around that if you're trying to increase your asp and find more like luxury or certain you know types of items one time i had a shipping goal that was stupid <laughs> <laughs> that's just hard to move the needle within like a, within a time frame that like keeps it exciting enough <laughs> that was hilarious though i was trying to like get the at the average shipping time down and i was weird about it like i would make a sale and it would be like shipped out within like an hour that month i was really trying to do that but hey if you're into that maybe go for it um we've had like sourcing goals too of like 
sourcing location, like specifically trying to source at the bins or trying to mix up where you're sourcing or go once a week or something like that. Or check We've out had our places this yeah. month. Or yeah. Yeah. We've had jeggings challenge where we're trying to sell a certain type of item during the month, which is just super fun. We did it with American Eagle jeans. Definitely doing that again. And <laughs> really anything that's like looming on your to-do list, like Taylor said, of just making it a goal for yourself and kind of gives you more incentive to get it done and you just kind of feel accomplished that you did it. So those are just some examples of other goals that we've had and ones that we'd recommend, maybe not the shipping one, <laughs> to try yeah. out as well. <laughs> the shipping one, if you're going to do, needs to be like a year goal. It's not something that can change in a month, honestly, because it's like, yeah, especially the know. longer you've been reselling, you can't, if you're at like <laughs> 2.8 days over the last two years, you're not going to get to like 1.8 days. <laughs> in 30 days sorry to tell you even if you drop it off an hour after it sells every time it probably will move down to like 2.7 <laughs> I don't think I got mine like to move like one tenth the whole yeah. month I've hard. had like a shipping goal in my mind kind of because that's the only one in my posh stats where I don't have the little like shout out next to it being like fast shipper fast shipper slow I shipper think, yeah you have to be it doesn't say slow shipper, but it might as well. <laughs> um, but like I have, I think I was at like 2.8 when we yeah. started like noticing that. I'm like, oh, I got to get that down to under two. And that was like over, for sure over a year ago, maybe almost two years ago when we started talking about that. Because I think that was pretty early on when we were talking about our shipping times. And mine is finally at 2.1, like now after wow. almost two years. Yeah. So Hopefully, you know, in six months, I can have that fast shipper badge finally. <laughs> but yeah, it's not the most motivating goal when it moves so slow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then our last thing to keep in mind is don't make too many goals so you can actually focus on them, doing like one or two things at a time that are in your control. And if you try to have your hands in too many baskets at once, then you can kind of sometimes be guilty of not really pushing forward enough on any specific goals. Right. Or just burning yourself out. If you're trying to do like 10 goals in one month, yeah. it's like the next month you're like, I got to take a vacation. <laughs> yeah. I'm I've always heard like you want to have one goal to like hang your hat on that you're like, this is what I've been working on. And like, here's my results that I was able to drive from doing it. If you have like 10 million hats, then it's like, they're all going to end up on the floor. You're not hanging them on anything. Okay. And our real last point is <laughs> it's better to miss your goal by a little bit than to just not have a goal at all. So, I mean, it can be a little, it's hard at first to set a goal when you're newer to reselling because there's just so many unknowns and you don't really know, you don't have a ton of data to like back up your goal with, but it's helped us a lot increase our sales overall over time to be making these goals and adjust the goals, you know, as we go. I think that's really helped us keep reselling. And I don't know if that would have been the case if we wouldn't have been setting these specific goals each month. So don't let the like fear of not meeting the goal deter you from even making a goal. And you can always adjust the goals as you go. We have done that on the podcast. And I mean, that's just real life of just like assessing if maybe you set the goal too high, like you don't need to just throw in the towel on the whole month or week or whatever. You can always reassess the goal and change it. Yeah, it's as the saying goes, shoot for the moon. Even if you miss, you'll land among the stars. Wow. Oh, Maddie, I almost forgot. Snuck that in there. I almost forgot. We were going to have Your inspirational quotes. quotes. Well, we both were. Your quotes. From what I remember, you were really into it. Do you have any more quotes for us about goal setting? I feel like you're like a quotey girly girl. Why are you? Really? Like, yeah. You're not. I don't know. You're kind of a, in my mind, you're kind of a cheese ball. Like, I thought you'd be all over this. At my work, there's like a all employees like teams channel that like they like post updates in every once in a while but every single day they post a quote of the day and it's all like inspirational quotes and things like that so I guess I am kind of into that stuff where I see it I see an inspirational quote on there every single day <laughs> and it, it helps you yeah 
You have to decide that your goals are more important than your oh. Wait, your audio was weird. Or were That's you tearing funny. up? <laughs> Sorry, I got a little up. Sorry, I got a little Say it again. No, it wasn't even a good one. I was kind of eye-rolling oh. this one. I was kind of getting offended. This is the opposite of what an inspirational quote should do. You have to decide that your goals are more important than your push notifications. I feel like triggered that I'm spending too much time on TikTok. <laughs> it's like, I want to smash my goals and be on TikTok 24 hours a day. <laughs> How do I do that? Oh, this is a really, really good one. You got this. That's it. That's it? <laughs> okay, I have, I have one that's pretty good. Okay. It's three sentences. Start where you are, use what you have, do what you can. I love that one. That's like me in the Amazon shorts. I have chills. Like, <laughs> I am a cheese ball. I lied. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm so glad you're finally coming out with this because I think you want to hate quotes, but you love quotes. I think that's how everyone feels, though. Yeah. Oh, I have, okay. I have one more. Then I'm going to, I have one too. This. Okay. Do you want to go first? Yeah. Success isn't overnight. It's when every day you get a little better than before and it adds up. And that is a quote from Dwayne The Rock Johnson. <laughs> wow. It's about Snaps. drive. It's about power. We say hungry. We devour. Yeah. yeah same guy. Love That's that. another good quote. Love it. Yeah. It's about <laughs> drive. It's about hunger. We say <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> I don't even think I got it right. Okay. Yeah. Mine is doubt kills more dreams than failure ever will. Oh, love That's that one. deep. Wait, I want to come up with one more because otherwise it's not balanced. Oh my gosh. I'm mixing out so I don't find another one that I like right now. Well, if you found one, you could just tell me it. Then I could Maybe we could end every episode with an inspirational quote. Is that oh. corny or nice? I think it's We'll do it for nice. a while. I think it's nice. Let us know. <laughs> just leave me Oh, hanging. this is a good one. Oh my gosh. I I gotta find more like Instagram like inspirational quote accounts to follow because I'm loving these. Yeah. It always seems impossible until it's done. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Ain't that the truth? <laughs> All right. Well, Maddie did three, I did one. So that's gonna be the end of this episode. I am the queen of the inspirational quote. Wow, we've had like a complete 180 from when I first brought this up. Let's go. Yeah, I know. Let's go. You can always count on Maddie for a little inspo. I know I do. <laughs> Thank you. But if you enjoyed this episode, let us know. Give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, maybe on Spotify too. And yeah, that really means a lot to us. It helps us podcast our podcast grow, helps other people find us, and also puts a smile on our face, which why wouldn't you want to do that? Definitely. If you have a listener win you'd like us to share on an upcoming episode or a question you'd like us to discuss, feel free to reach out to us on Instagram at sisters who posh, or you can email us sisters who posh at gmail.com. Awesome. We'll talk to you next week. Love you, Maddie. Love you too. Bye. Bye.